welcome to episode number 56 of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and on today's episode, we are talking about raw food fundamentals. So this podcast episode is perfect for you if you know very little about raw food, if you're just dabbling in it, if you want to know some of the basic FAQs, and are just looking for some inspiration to start your raw food adventure. So stay tuned, and I'll be back with you shortly. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. It's episode 56. If you go back into the archives, I have literally recorded 56 episodes about all the nitty gritty topics that I could ever imagine and think of. And I've interviewed actually some of like the most epic, amazing raw food people like Susan Powers of Raw Amazing and Emily Von Yu from This Rawsome Vegan Life and a lot of our favorite raw food people. So I've had so much fun on the show so far and I'm just still excited about all this stuff after all this time. Um, Having started this website in like I think really early 2009, so that's almost 10 years ago. Um, But what I really wanted to do with this episode today, because I have explored a lot of of the nitty-gritty subjects, is just have another episode at kind of coming up to the top of the timeline of all these podcasts that's really just looking at the fundamentals and the basics of raw food. So what is it? Why are you only eating raw food? How do you make these things? What's the point of this? What's the deal with raw food? So that is really what we are doing today on this episode. Um, I know myself and I know I'm going to have a hard time reining it in because I've recorded like hundreds of hours and I'm trying to summarize everything I know in just a kind of not too long of an episode, but I will do my best to just touch on some of the really fundamental concepts because this episode is really for you if you are new to raw food, if you really don't know much about it, maybe um, you really know nothing about it. And this episode is perhaps your first introduction to the world of raw food. Um, And if so, that's so exciting and welcome. Um, maybe I will just start very briefly with a little bit about my story. Um, I, I am Laura Jane, otherwise known as the Rotarian, and I probably in 2008, I was what I like to call a junk food vegetarian. So I was a vegetarian, but I ate like ramen noodles out of the package or craft dinner and frozen pizza, burritos and that kind of thing, chips and cookies So I was a vegetarian, but I just really didn't cook at all, and um, I ate really unhealthily. Um, What happened with me was I heard about this crazy thing called raw food, and I actually was someone in my family who came to stay with me for a week who was really into it at the time, and I was like, I don't get it. What is it? And they tried to explain it to me, and they were kind of saying that it's like, well... You make these delicious meals and they taste really good, but they're just made out of fresh fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. And it's a bit crazy and you don't really cook any of the food, but that's just what I'm into. And I was like, whoa, I've never heard of this. This sounds crazy. And these visitors were like, well, I'll make some chocolate truffles and maybe you'll you'll be impressed. And I do have a sweet tooth and... Um, these guests made some delicious chocolate truffles and I watched them make it in my kitchen 
and they just put some like nuts and um, dates and cocoa powder in this food processor which is kind of like a blender it's just shaped a little bit differently um, and I saw these healthy ingredients go in and then these they just took this batter and kind of rolled it into little chocolatey balls and they were so good and I my brain was like you know when you see a magic trick or something and you're like what I I just saw that but I don't understand how that worked so my brain literally could not process how I saw these healthy ingredients go in and then this really delicious output came from the food processor and pretty much from that and I mean man when was that that was like 2008 and my brain was blown and my life was changed um but really the concept of raw vegan eating is taking or at least the way I do it is taking really healthful ingredients so like I said raw fruit and vegetables nuts and seeds and some other condiments if you will like coconut oil olive oil salt spices um a few other ingredients for like nutritional yeast um and really just taking those ingredients that are really healthful and full of nutrition and the best things we can be eating and kind of hacking them in a way and cooking them in a way that is making them taste really tasty but yet they're just full of wholesome healthful ingredients so that's a basic concept of raw food and what it is and generally it they're the ingredients are thought to be vegan so like all plant-based no animal products and they're also uh considered raw in other words not cooked in other words not heated above about 105 degrees fahrenheit so basically not heated much at all so um usually when I get to that point I lose people I'm they're just kind of like what what could you possibly eat other than uh you know a salad plus a chopped up apple for dessert and the way that works is in the raw food world there tends to be some typical ways in which people would cook so to speak, or uncook, as they say, uh, recipes so that you get the texture and the excitement uh, and the mouthfeel, if you will, of really traditional uh, recipes that we all love, like burgers or cake or cheesecake or truffles. So how are you mimicking those that mouthfeel without cooking? things like without baking without boiling all those kinds of things so I will get into the how but of course first we're probably wondering like what is the point of this why can't we cook things what's wrong with cooking and certainly there's nothing inherently wrong with cooking things um you know human beings have been cooking things for who knows how long a very very long time but the basic concept is when you are um, eating something that is fresh and has not been cooked, it just has the maximum amount of, um, you know, nutrition. So when you are, like, for example, just think in a basic way, if you take some broccoli, if you're 
going to be steaming it. Or compare eating raw broccoli like you're on the, you're in the garden. Oh my gosh, I have tried to grow broccoli. It did not go well. But pretend you're in somebody else's garden and you're just eating broccoli that was like literally growing and you just snapped it off out in the garden and just popped it into your mouth. Um, versus if you take even that same broccoli and you steam it um, on the stove, you know, first of all, that there's going to be some nutritional content that is lost in the water there so the water might be a bit green and the texture changes and some stuff gets released into the air from the steaming and all that kind of stuff so you're just losing some a minute small amount of the nutritional value of the food when you're cooking it so that's sort of the logic there um and for me I think I just like I'm obsessed with challenges and I got introduced to this way of cooking and I was just like what how can you make these delicious things with within this sandbox or within this um arena of these crazy rules and that just really appealed to me the challenge of it and again I really had a sweet tooth so for me especially in the early years I really enjoyed coming up with different ways of making or of uncooking, let's say, raw vegan dessert recipes that were healthy and still tasted um, good enough to be served in traditional settings where people would like it and wouldn't even know that the recipe was completely vegan and uncooked and all of those things. So yeah, I've talked a little bit about what is raw food and the why behind why one might want to eat uncooked food. Um, I, I guess I could dabble a little bit right now into the concept of preparing the food and what that looks like, which is going to kind of segue into the subject of equipment. I am not a perfectionist. I'm the type of person that I just like to make do with what I have. And I never have the right gear for anything. And that's just kind of how I roll. And I think sometimes it's very easy to procrastinate. Um, actually, I think I have a good video about this on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the uh, where I talk about why you're not healthy yet. And the concept is, when we try to do things perfectly, which so much of us do, we think, oh, well, I can't go raw yet because I don't have the $500 blender and I I can't do this right now because I can't do it perfectly. So I'm just going to delay, delay, delay until I have time or money to do it. I don't want you to delay. I want you to just go right now to your fridge and be like, I'm going to eat a cherry. I just ate some raw food and kind of dabble in it. So I am going to talk about equipment right now, but I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and you certainly don't need to have the best of anything. And just if you can start with whatever you have in your kitchen today, that is the best thing you can do. There's three pieces of equipment that tend to be spoken about in this arena. So we're talking about blenders. They're used to make liquidy things like smoothies, soups, sauces, food processors, which most people don't own them, but they're actually not that expensive. Like you can get one for around $50 and they're awesome and I use mine all the time. And um, basically it's kind of like a blender. It's just wider and it's 
that has a bigger blade and it's made for drier recipes like um, brownies or pie crust or veggie burgers, that kind of thing. So whereas the blender, which most people are familiar with, you know, that's for smoothies and wet stuff. So the food processor is just designed to deal with drier ingredients and it just it's really hard to make dry or like I would say impossible to make brownie batter and that kind of thing in your blender because the blender is not designed for dry things it just doesn't work very well so yeah number one is the blender number two is the food processor and then the third thing that people hear about and just roll their eyes and they're like oh god I'm never gonna buy one of those but there is the concept of a dehydrator, which is kind of like an oven substitute in the raw food world. And although I've developed many recipes and written a cookbook, etc., um, the dehydrator, okay, what is it? It's kind of like a big box. You put it on your counter. It's pretty big. Um, and it dries out food. And a lot of people are familiar with them because they're some people have made beef jerky with them in the 80s. Um, but the basic concept is it just has like warm air and a fan and it kind of mimics, um, I don't know, it's just, I can't explain <laughs> scientifically what it does. There's, I have episodes. What are they? Dehydrating, um, 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 episode 16 of the Raw Food Podcast. So check that out if you want to know more about it. But um, trying to stay on stay on task, Lordane. So yeah, but basically the dehydrator, I only use mine for very specific instances. It's when I want something to be. <laughs> sorry to be like punny, but I want it to be drier. So a common thing I will use is, um, or I will make in my dehydrator, I should say, it would be veggie burgers. So what I would do is I would in a food processor, uh, process some vegetables and nuts and make kind of like a, a, not wet, but like a moist patty that is like, all right, but it just, you kind of need to cook it in some way or get it to like be drier because otherwise it's just like this wet patty and it, it's fine, but it's not really a veggie burger. So um, it, but if you pop that in the dehydrator and put the heat on, it will, if you put it in there for say five hours, it will really get rid of the excess moisture and it will cling together and it will be like a burger. And so the, it's really worthwhile in certain instances. Uh, what else? I also sometimes make like oniony rings or french fry-ish things. So there's certain instances when a dehydrator is helpful, but I literally use it um, 5% of the time. So it's just, it's not uh, an important, it is important, but for me, it's not something I do regularly because it, it takes a long time and it's kind of a hassle. And for me, it's really only worth it in a couple of uh, instances. Um, because I just don't like to, I mean, I, I have a lot going on and I don't like to spend too much time in the kitchen. Although I know that sounds funny coming from a foodie, but it is true. So that's a little bit about the equipment. Um, really those are the main pieces. So just throwing out a couple of other examples of how that looks like. 
Um, you can make soup. So you're going to put, say, let's talk about like a corn chowder, some corn in a blender and some cashews to make it creamy and some salt and I don't know, maybe some nutritional yeast to give it a little bit of a cheesy flavor and just blend that up. And when you blend things, if you let them blend for quite a long time, they will get warm. So it's not like you're eating a cold soup. Um, I, I have a good, if you go to the rotarian.com and just put like corn soup in the search box, you can find that recipe. But that's just a basic example of like how you might make soup or I have a brownie recipe that is um, walnuts and dates and cocoa powder and some salt and some shredded unsweetened coconut and you're just going to process all of that and smush it into a pan and pop it in the fridge so you don't need to cook it but it just gets solid in the fridge and then it's really delicious. So those are some basic examples of how you can make really tasty f- dishes out of super healthy ingredients and you don't need to cook them and also I have tons of really delicious um cake or cheesecake style cakes that I freeze so they kind of become ice cream cakes if you will and I that's a great way and there's so many delicious raw vegan cake recipes that get frozen and they're really like ice cream cakes and they're so good they're the best they're the most popular things ever And I love developing those recipes and eating them. Another subject that I will touch on here is sometimes in raw vegan recipes, you'll hear a lot of talk and a lot of confusion about whether you need to soak your nuts. Because the reason why you might soak your nuts is they make them when they're wet, they're easier to digest on your body. I'll just be blunt. In my recipes... Just follow the instructions. Usually, you don't need to soak the nuts. If for some weird reason I want you to soak, it will be like, step two, put the nuts in a bowl in water. Uh, Rinse them and pat them off with a tea towel. So people get confused about soaking, but in my recipes, I like to keep things really simple and um, just tell you what to do. So just follow the instructions. And so if it doesn't mention it just don't worry about it I think one of the reasons that some of my recipes are or I'll just say this I think one of the reasons why my recipes especially in the early days stood out in comparison to other people's recipes is I don't like extraneous fluff in any area of my life and I don't like to make things complicated so usually in my recipes I will try to not have too many ingredients I will try to keep the food prep to a minimum when possible or skip steps if possible because um, I want you to be able to make this way of eating. You don't even have to eat all 100% raw or 50% raw or whatever. I want you to be able to have more fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds in your diet and I want to make it easy for you to incorporate it and I don't want you to be overwhelmed. So that is a passion of mine. Um... And that is where I come from and sort of how I approach all my recipe development from as well. So that's a bit about soaking. Another important thing to note is about nuts. So most raw vegan recipes, 
use the nuts. If there's a, if there are nuts in a recipe, it's because their texture is really important. And the reason why a recipe might call for cashews versus walnuts versus Brazil nuts or whatever else, all of these nuts have very different textures and you cannot just go substituting, um, you know, sunflower seeds for cashews because the result will be very different. So um, it's easy. You just use whatever nut is specified in the recipe. Now, if you need to make substitutions for some reason, I do have a lot of good information about which nuts can be substituted for one another, which nuts can't. Yeah, so just lastly, in terms of those nut substitutions, I would just suggest, especially if you're new to raw food, just use whatever nut is suggested in the recipe. And particularly cashews, you should just know that those are the creamiest nuts. So the reason they're used when you see cashews in a recipe is because they're going to give the best creamy result. And just don't use anything other than cashews if the recipe tells you to use cashews. Um, I do want to keep this episode manageable. Maybe I'll touch on the concept of protein. And I know I did a podcast episode of that as well. I think it's episode 13 that talks about how to get your protein on a raw vegan diet. Yes, you can get enough protein on a raw vegan diet. I mean, many people, most people, most of my people are not necessarily eating 100% raw. Um, but it can be done, but you do need to pay attention to it. And I have a lot of information about how to do that properly and healthfully. Um, one of the great tricks is just using hemp hearts, which, or sorry, hemp seeds, I should call them, which are one of the best plant-based sources of protein that you can get. And they're also really easy to use because they have a very neutral flavor. So um, hemp seeds are just a great thing to add to your diet. And I'm really not into like superfoods or all that crap. I find I am not into it. Um, But hemp seeds legitimately are one of the healthiest foods, like plant-based proteins that you can have. So if you're just sprinkling those or throwing them in your smoothie or something like that, it's a really great way to increase your protein um, in a really easy way. I do think maybe one thing I'll end on is just talking about some of the additional resources that you can get from the rawtarian.com. My business partner and I have been creating technological resources related to raw vegan eating for almost 10 years now. I have two apps that are for sale in the typical app store places. One of them is my recipes app, which I suggest if you're going to buy one of my apps, get that one first. Um, It was pretty recently restyled. I'm really proud of it. It's beautiful and it's just a really easy way to get um, all of my free recipes um, in a just really easy to use way and it's not very expensive at all so I suggest getting that for sure Uh, and then I also have a meal plan app as well which uh, I am having a reboot done on that app and it's going to be released sometime soon hopefully and uh, that's available as well but you can get that and that's really more for you to give you ideas for like what do I eat for breakfast lunch and dinner and it's very specific and it has meal plans um As you probably know, I had my very first official cookbook come out in 2017 called Cook Lively, which I'm so proud of. And I did an episode, I believe it's episode 54, where I talk about 
um, the whole process of writing a cookbook. So if you're interested in writing and recipe development, that might be of interest to you as well. But that's totally available in all normal bookstores. Um, usually, you know, your Indigo, Barnes & Noble and all that will have it in the store. Usually there's just like one or two copies and usually you'll have to ask or dig around in the healthy eating vegan recipe section but usually it's there you know in Canada in the US in the UK in Australia etc um or of course you can order that online anywhere um what else I also have uh what I, I think I mentioned before the raw terrians kitchen which is the best those are where all my best resources are. So I have a ton more recipes. I have ebooks in there. I have 70 video tutorials. There's a community. Uh, I host monthly raw vegan challenges in there and all kinds of things. So you can get that at um, therawtarian.com slash get TRK. And I think, I guess that's about it. All of my recipes on my website have all the nutritional content, um, which is unique and you can change the serving size. So if you want to like make a recipe but you want to make it smaller or bigger you can do that we have just lots of great tech i can't say that word today technological um features which are, is really fun for me <laughs> and to develop because i think everything i do with all of this is so fun and creative and i know it's really helpful to so many of you so thank you for being here with me and i think i'll end it there so enjoy your raw food adventure You have been listening to The Raw Food Podcast with your host, Laura Jane, The Rotarian. Visit me at therotarian.com to browse over 100 of my absolute favorite, simple, satisfying raw vegan recipes for free. While you're there, be sure to sign up for a free account so you can favorite recipes and access other special features. Also, consider joining the paid section called The Rotarian's Kitchen, where you can watch over 70 video tutorials with me, download all of my ebooks, take online courses and cleanses, get printable PDFs, and much more. Visit therotarian.com slash get TRK for details on what's included. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Raw Food Podcast, and I hope to hear from you soon. So until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.